say Before you cross me, look both ways Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going state to state Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay Here at New Frontier Pro Moss Into the Flame And I'm sitting down with the one, the only Reigning, defending, ICW champion Leighton Buzzard. How are you, sir? Thank you so much for joining me. I'm doing good today. Thank you for having me on, my friend. Uh, it's awesome. You're actually one of my, uh, you're on one of my bucket list conversations to have, and I was so excited to sit down with you today because um, I love everything ICW is doing, and I love the fact that you're at the helm kind of representing the company as that face of the company. When you get a big title win like that and you're the face of a company, do you find it extra pressure for yourself or do you fry, thrive Sorry, in those pressure situations? Uh, a bit of both, I'd say. Definitely feel the extra pressure, you know, because you've got that pressure to to uphold a certain level of standard when you're at these shows, you know. I'm representing not just myself now, but I'm representing the company as well. So when I step out the curtain, you know, there, there is that expectation to me to have a certain type of match, a, a certain a certain level of quality. So there's pressure, but I find I thrive under it. Um, definitely, I like, I like coming out and I like feeling that extra pressure. I like the feeling of being champion and knowing that I'm representing not just myself, but the company as well. Absolutely. Now this is, I believe this is your first time in Canada, right? Yeah, first time in Canada, yep. Right on, and you're defending the strap at almost every promotion that you've been booked at, which has been pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, so I think um, I've been over here for a month and I think this will be my third defense so far. So I've defended it at two different promotions since I've been here and this will be my third today. Oh, and we know you're gonna keep it. Yeah, that's right, I'm calling my shot. He's keeping <laughs> it, he's keeping it. Um, what is ICW's stance on you defend defending that title internationally? I mean, it's, it's a great idea to kind of have that title be defended all over the world because you are a world champion, so you should defend yeah. that title all over the world. Um, what's the stance on that though? Was ICW, was, did ICW push you to be like, yeah, let's do this, or did they give you their blessing when you said, hey, I wanna do this? No, that was all me, so I wanted to be, um I knew I had this idea in my head that when I eventually came the champion, when I came ICW World Champion, uh, I wanted to be a certain type of champion. And for me, um, all the champions that I respected in the past have been traveling world champions, people who travel the world and defend that championship all over the world. Because like you said, it's a world championship. Um, and the biggest inspiration for me uh, was Drew McIntyre. He was the man that made it a world championship. He defended it all around the world. So I really wanted to carry that legacy on. So, so when I won the title, um, I spoke to management at ICW straight away. I said, look, this is the deal. I want to take this championship and defend it all over the world. You know, they gave me, my, they gave me their blessing. They said, you know, when you've got an international defense set up, you let us know, you know, we'll promote it as well. So they've helped so much with like promoting like the world tour. Um, and yeah, now I've had the opportunity to, to defend the title in two different continents, eight different countries. So uh, yeah, really trying my best to be, a, to be a traveling world champion and live up to the name. Well, absolutely happening. Now you mentioned Drew McIntyre. We're talking about lineage there, lineage yeah. and respect for the title. You're right, he, put the, he made that title world known, but now you're carrying on that legacy. Do you find it hard to be living up to the shadow of a former champion like a Drew McIntyre? Or is it exciting to you to accept that challenge and be like, I'm going to carve my own legacy out. I'm going to make this championship bigger yeah. than Drew ever could. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely um, pressure, but good pressure. Because, I, I, you know, I feel like straight away when I got that title, I knew how much it meant because I knew that such a big name like that, and, and not just Drew, like so many big names have uh, held that title, like Drew McIntyre, Trent Seven, Big Damo, Wolfgang. Um, so there's been so, like such a historic lineage. Um, but yeah, I, I, I knew the type of champion that Drew was. Um, so for me, that just gave me extra in inspiration to carry that legacy on um, and to try and make it as relevant as he did, you know? So um, I've been trying to defend it in as many countries as I can. Next month, I'm gonna defend it in my hometown, Bristol in England, and that'll be my eighth country I've defended it in. 
um, and Drew defended it in seven, so I get to, to break his record in my hometown. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying trying to do the best I can. Um, but yeah, there's definitely pressure, but I, I find it's a good kind of pressure, you know, to, to have that past lineage of the title, it just means it just means that much more to me. Absolutely, and it, again, now you're putting your name on it, so it's almost like Leighton Buzzard and the ICW Championship, much like Drew and the ICW Championship, yeah. will become synonymous with one another. I hope so, I hope so. I, I believe so, I, and you. I believe you're kicking ass, your matches are phenomenal. Um, so far, I mean, I could say this, Britain, you know, UK strong style, you guys have it down to a T, you guys know how to fight, you know how to hit hard. But Canada, we hit different. You face Von Vertigo, you're rocking a shirt. Yeah. And I know you face Justin Sane. Tonight you're facing El Diablo, Gabriel Fuerza. Yeah. So talk to me about Canadian strong style. A lot of people don't recognize the strong style that we have here, but we do. Josh Alexander put that style on the map. Yeah. What's it like going up against Canadians, and do they live up to the name of having their own version of strong style? Uh, absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, I've been told by so many people before that Canada's got some of the best wrestlers in the world, um, and that this tour, this month in Canada, has proved exactly that to me. Like the uh, the talent I've been in the ring with has been has been next level. You know, like um, Vaughn Vertigo, I've wrestled a few times over in Europe, so I already, I already had um, a sort of taster of what the Canadian style was like. And then I've come over here, and I've got to wrestle guys like. Um, like Fuerza, you know, we've had a couple of multi-mans. It's going to be the first one-on-one -on -one match tonight. Um, but, yeah, so good in the ring, so crisp, so clean, and they hit hard, you know, just, uh, just like the UK. Um, I had a match um, at the start of my tour the very first weekend against a guy called Tarek, and I know that, uh, I know that everyone here knows who he is. But, hey, let me tell you, man, he hits hard, man. He's, he's, he's the real deal, you know. Um, uh, really, really intense person to be in the ring with. I know he's a big name here at New Frontier as well. Uh, but yeah, I think they really is. Uh, Canada's got some of the best talent in the world. Um, and it was a real privilege to get to come over here and work with some of the guys. Now, being a world champion, defending it worldwide, like you said, you're going to defend it in eight countries, eight continents you're going to be on and defending it. Is there any other countries that are on your bucket list of where you would like to take that title to? Like maybe over into the South Americas, maybe over down into the Caribbean. Is there anywhere else over there that you'd like to kind of put your stamp on? Um, I'd like I'd like to take it out to Asia somewhere. Um, I've got a few companies over there I've been talking to, because uh, Drew did he did three he did three continents seven countries. I've done two continents with which what will what be eight countries. But I'd like to get the uh, the same. I'd like to tie the continents as well. Um, so yeah, I'd really like to get one in Asia. Um, you know I don't I, I don't know where. Um, man, I'm wrestling in Dubai in a few weeks' time. You know, so that's one that could be a possibility. Um, so yeah, for me, just just to be able to do it in another continent, to say that I've you matched Drew's record of the three continents, you know, that'd be really cool. That absolutely would be a great staple to tie, but beat. Yeah. I think you can beat Leighton. You've got the legs Thank for you. it. I think you can beat it. Now uh, the news broke that AEW is going to have their big all all in show in Wembley. Yeah. It's going to be a huge show, and I know a lot of the talent over there are going to do everything they can to try to work in or get on that show. Has there been any contact or any interest from AEW of possibly bringing you in the Webley tour when that happens in a few months? Uh, no, nothing. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've got friends in the company, you know, people that I'll speak to, but I'm, it's just it's a great time for British wrestling, you know. Um, I'm not too worried about um, getting on the show at this point. You know, this is a huge show for them, so it's really going to be their, their premier talent. But um, I'm excited for what it's going to bring to the UK. I'm excited that, you know, it's such a massive iconic venue like Wembley Stadium not even arena Wembley Stadium um, it's gonna be so cool um, and I know for sure that there's there's gonna be shows all over the UK that weekend you know um, you know I got to, when the when clash at the castle WWE was over last there was like loads of shows in and around Cardiff so um, it was almost like like WrestleMania over here you know so I'm really hoping it's gonna be the same as that and not only are we gonna get AW at 
um, all in at Wembley, but we're going to get all these amazing shows by some of the biggest independent promotions as well. So I'm really looking forward to that weekend. Well, that weekend could be something for you because you could really put your put your stamp on that weekend and face somebody that you haven't faced. On the independent scene now, there's so many amazing talents. I'm not asking you to narrow it down, but is there anybody you got your eye on that you'd love to go one on one in the ring with and put that ICW strap on the line to? Oh, man. Um, I know it's a loaded question. There's a lot of names we could throw out. I know. Yeah, man, there's, there's, so, there's so many good guys. Um, but for, for me personally, you know, the, the number one would always be Jericho, you know. As long as Chris Jericho is still wrestling, then he's going to be my number one guy that I'd like to, to get in the ring with. For, for me, he's my, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. I think he's the greatest of all time. So for me, as, as long as he's still wrestling, that's always going to be the dream match. I will, I will agree with you on that. I put Jericho on my Mount Rushmore for yeah. sure. Uh, he's one of the ones up there. For me, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I gloat about this all the time. I am a Triple H mark. Yeah, man, I respect it. I respect it. And not <laughs> Triple H when he came to WWE. I'm talking terrorizing. I was, yeah, I was yeah, faithful yeah, yeah, yeah. from the beginning. Oh, I from like the beginning so um when it comes to jericho i mean we're talking uh, an encyclopedia of matches yeah but what is the one that i guess made you fall in love with jericho made you say like this is my guy yeah jericho and michaels at wrestlemania man one of, my, one of the best matches of all time for me personally so that was the one that really uh made me a jericho fan you know end of the match shake hand bang hits the low blow it's perfect man that was wrestling it's jericho yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah for me uh, that's one of the ones i, I highlight i also liked uh, aj styles versus jericho that was another yeah, yeah, top another tier match, match as well. and of course uh, alpha versus omega yeah like alpha versus omega was just it hit different the first one at wrestle kingdom oh absolutely yeah, 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 was that was the one that hit different yeah the the, the second one was okay but the first one, first was, one just, was the first one was just a blood a blood feud just a grudge match yeah. of epic proportions now everyone has that fight forever opponent that person that they know they could dance with for all of time do you yourself, have you found your fight forever opponent yet? Is there any somebody that you always consistently mix it up with and you know it's going to be a killer match every single time you walk through the curtain? Uh, yeah, he's one of the top names in Europe today, uh, LJ Cleary. Um, you know, he's making waves all over Europe. He's like he's wrestled pack for the AW All-Atlantic All champion when he was the champion. Um, you know, he's beat Matt Cardona and uh, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine as well. We've had the opportunity to wrestle, I think, four singles matches now. Um, and they've all been in like premier promotions in the UK, um, TNT Wrestling, ICW, and OTT. So we've like wrestled each other on all these big stages. Um, and it's, every, it's always a joy every time we get in there. I know when I get in there, we're gonna push each other to our limits. We're gonna have a crazy match. And I just know it's one of these matches, uh, one of these feuds that's not gonna be done for a long time. And I think we're gonna, you know, we're both the same age. We're both at similar points in our career. And I think it's gonna be one of these matches that's just, uh, you know, it's never really over. It's that it's going to be put to the back burner, but then it could just reignite yeah, very quickly. Yeah, yeah anytime. I, I, I love those kind of feuds because those are the feuds that are literally, they transcend generations. There's generations now that'll get hooked into it, and then those that generation is going to have kids. Yeah. And their kids are going to get hooked into it. Yeah, and then yeah, it's going to yeah. be a test of time. You guys could be going with like three generations of fans. That's crazy when you think about yeah. that, eh? <laughs> so when it comes to everything that's going on in the UK and Britain, how amazing the movement is over there. What was it like for all of you guys in the independent scene when NXT UK was over there and they were making waves and then all of a sudden the pandemic happened, everything slowed down and the doors just got closed. Was that kind of like, not so much to the scene like a breaking point, but that was kind of uh, an influx of all these talents that had been signed. Now they're kind of pushing it in the scene and kind of spots are being pushed back down because all these guys are no longer signed anymore. Was it hard when NXT UK closed their doors and the fact that this influx of talent was coming back? Or as an independent wrestler yourself, were you excited at the opportunity to be able to fight some of these guys that you may not have had the ability to before? Yeah, definitely excited. Um... And as well, for me, it was like I, I knew when, when NXT UK shut down, uh, I, when it started up even, in fact, um, and obviously because of COVID and lockdown, all the NXT UK wrestlers could only do NXT UK. Uh, it was a great opportunity for me 
um, for guys like myself because that was when I really sort of broke through and went from being, you know, like a mid-carder and then up to the top of the card then, you know, because there was these extra spots available and they were there for the taking. You know, if, if, if you had that drive, if you had that, uh, that energy, then you could go out and you could take that spot. That's exactly what I did. I cemented my name um, as a main event star in the UK. Um, so when, 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 the, when the NXT UK collapse happened, uh, I, felt, I felt confident with my spot because I, I knew that I'd worked hard to get to where I am today. I knew that I wasn't going to be pushed to the back. So I was just, I was just excited to get to work with all this new talent. Um, well, well, not new talent, but talent I've not got to work with for the last few years, you know. So in the last three, four months since NXT UK shut down, I've got to have great matches with Big Demo, uh, Trent Seven, uh, Kenny Williams, you know, all these guys who were tied up in WWE and NXT UK before, um, and now they're back in the indie scene. So yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity for guys like myself to get to step in there with, you know, some of the, some of the biggest names and uh, the most experienced talents in the UK. And I'm sure you're one of those wrestlers that soaks, off as, soaks up as much knowledge as possible, and you take every experience as a learning experience. What was, I guess, one of the you know, best advices from the, those names you mentioned? I'm sure you had conversations with them. What was one of the coolest pieces of advice that you may have gotten from them that maybe helped yourself jump, jump a little bit forward or level up in your career? Did anybody pass on any knowledge to you from any of those those possible uh, matches that you had or any conversations that you had with them? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I won't pass on the exact knowledge, you know. I, I'm going to keep that secret. Of course, but, um, of course. But, yeah, like, Big Demo, he's just got such an amazing mind for the business. Um, he, like, he really does. Like, this guy's such a professional and really is, like, I think one of the best wrestlers in the world today. So I feel like every time I share the ring with him, I, I, I learn something new, you know. He's, he's got such valuable insights um, and such an amazing way of seeing wrestling. Um, so he's uh, a guy that's helped a lot with... Um, uh, with advice and with pointers and you know he just I feel like every time I step in the ring with him I, I raise my game I could see that but I don't know I, I, I don't every time I see you in the ring it's like poetry emotion for me it's it's I, I'm a big wrestling fan I'm a mark I'll be honest with you I'm a mark I love everything about pro wrestling the good the bad and sometimes the ugly because there's a whole lot of ugly when it comes to the backstage drama but luckily enough we're not talking about any of that today but when it comes to I guess everything that you've accomplished so far in your career when you had that drive to push and take those main event spots, you weren't going to wait. Leighton Buzzer was like, nope, the spot's there, I'm taking it. What was it, about, what was it about pushing yourself to get to this main event spot that you had to work? How did you level up from that mid-carter to that main event when those spots were available? Um, for me, my idea was like I wanted to, to live like a world champion, like a, like a top-level talent, a main event talent. You know, these guys at the top, you know, they don't take days off. They don't skip meals. You know, they don't miss out on the gym. So I just, I dedicated my whole life when I see that these spots are available from like going to the gym every day, my diet, my training, everything. Um, you know, I, I lived, I lived that lifestyle and that was it. I knew like if I wanted to be the best in the world, uh, which is my goal someday is to be the best wrestler on the planet. And I had to start acting like that. So I thought, you know, if, if I start acting this way, if I start training like the best in the world, like the very top guys in the card, then that's where I'm going to end up. And, and that's what happened. Again, I can't disagree with you. A, because you're intimidating as hell, but you're a nice human being, but you're intimidating as hell. Now, when it comes to that raw intensity of cutting some of those promos that you cut, and like I said, your intensity is next level in those promos. Where do you go in your mind to get that intensity? Do you just picture your opponent across the ring and how you want to destroy them? Or does the intensity just build? When Lady Buzzer's cutting a promo, where does he go to get what he needs to get for those promos? 
I'm just an intense guy, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a passionate man, um, and yet, this is this is what I do. This is my life. I don't mess around, you know. This is every time I step in that ring. This this is my life, um, and I'm you know I'm just I, I carry that level of intensity and that level of passion into every match I go into, you know. And I feel like I feel like that's important. And if you don't have that intensity and you don't have that drive, you're not going to make it. So uh, for me, um, it's 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 just a place I go to every match, you know. And it's, I try and bring that intensity, that determination to every promo and every match I do. Now, again, like I said, you're very hybrid. You can do almost all kinds of styles. Is there a match that you haven't been able to do yet that you're looking forward to? If the story's built right and the booking is done well, is there a type of match or a stipulation match that you would love to do that you haven't been able to fully do yet in your career thus far? That's a tough one. I've done just about everything. I've done 60-minute Ironman matches. I've done death matches. I've done steel cage matches. I've done oh, just about everything. Um... I'd love to be in a tag team. That's something I'd love to do one day. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've had tag matches, but I've never been in a tag team. Um, and it's something, I love tag team wrestling. If anything, I probably enjoy watching tag team wrestling more than I do singles wrestling. So, um, so one day for me, for sure, is a big goal of mine is to, is to be in a successful tag team, win tag team championships. Uh, so yeah, that's the, the match type I'd say I definitely want to wrestle in more, would be uh, more tag team matches and challenge myself in a tag team. I think that would be awesome. I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. Yeah. Who's one of your favorite tag teams all time? It's a tough question. There's layers here, but who's one of your favorite tag teams all time? Uh, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Uh, well, right now, I'd say FTR. I think they're the best in the world. Uh, but I all... think we just became best friends. <laughs> I think we just became best friends. All time, I'm a big Edge Christian guy, you know? Uh, nice. Love Edge and Christian. Yeah, nice. yeah, they're one of my favorite teams. Yeah, fair enough. I'll give you that. All time for me, uh, the Rockers. Yeah, oh, man, great choice. The Rockers are just solid. They were fluid. And, I mean, you know, nobody puts Marty, Marty Gennetti through a glass window yeah. better than Shawn Michaels. No, no one does. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes down to, I guess, Leighton Buzzard's career thus far, and we, I, I, steal this for, I stole this from a wrestler down here all the time, Holden Albright called them level-up moments. You've leveled up so much in your career. You've taken those main event spots. When they weren't yours to take, you just said, nope, I'm, take, I'm not waiting. It's my time now. What's the next step for you in your next evolution? Where does Leighton Buzzard go from here, right now at this moment? Yeah, Japan. That's the next level. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've wrestled for, for every one of the top promotions in the UK. You know, I've wrestled in three continents around the world, 15 countries. Uh, I've now wrestled in Canada and America as well. So for me, I feel like where I want to go next to, to level up is Japan. Like me personally, like all my favorite wrestlers, guys like Chris Jericho and Eddie Guerrero, like they all made a name for themselves wrestling and training in Japan before America. Um, so for me, I feel like that's the next. You said it well, like I always look at my career in levels. Like what's my next level? How can I level up next? And the next level is Japan for me. Awesome, and uh, obviously you want to work for New Japan. All Japan is definitely up there. Dragon Gate, I think you would fit well in Dragon Gate. I think yeah. you and Shun Skywalker. Oh yeah, man, that'd be crazy. Oh man, that, that's a shut up and take my money match right there. You two would kill it. I had a chance to see Shun in MLW when he was here for a couple matches. Man, can that guy go? Yeah, and I man, think you sure. two would complement each other so well. And I think the, 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 the building that you guys could do and the stories you could tell, and that's what a lot of people don't get. Let's talk about this for a second, is the storytelling in the ring, the layers of stories that are built in the ring. If you're not a wrestling fan, sometimes people don't get it. They don't get this story that's being told. When you sit there and you, you hear some of those naysay fans or those wishy-washy fans, and they say, yeah, that match was good, or this now, they give their opinion, but they don't really understand what you were trying to tell in the ring. Does it frustrate you? It frustrates me, and I'm not even a wrestler. When I hear wrestling fans who are wishy-washy, and they start insulting people in the ring, it's like, you don't do what they do. How can you fucking sit there and make any kind of judgment? Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think it bothers me. You know, I think if, if, if you can tell a good story, then you can change the mind of those types of fans, you know? Like, if they, if they come in, um, 
saying that they don't like that type of wrestling. Well, as a wrestler, you should be able to change their mind. Um, you know, you should be able to tell a good story and get that that fan, even the fan that's sitting there saying, I hate this type of wrestling, you should be able to bring that fan in as well and make them enjoy it too. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I don't... Um, those types of fans, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Everyone's entitled to, to their type of wrestling. If they don't like that, that's okay. I'm going to do the best of my ability to make sure that they do like that type of wrestling and that they come away satisfied and then they enjoy the match that I put on. That's the best answer. I've asked that question a lot of different times, but that is one of the best answers that I've ever heard. Thank you. If they don't like it, change their mind. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Man. you got to put that on the shirt. <laughs> don't like me, I'll change your mind. <laughs> now, i got a, I got a cool uh, name for your tag team. Leighton Buzzard, right? Scott Lairs. I think you guys should be called the buzzards or follow the buzzards and then yeah. your finishing move could be like buzzer drop down or something yeah. crazy like that yeah, yeah. sounds good to Did me I, I got it right yeah, Did yeah, I, yeah can i be your manager yeah yeah for sure bro. Uh, it's it's on camera guys it's you saw in. it it's locked in all right my final question before i let you yeah. go when it comes down to i guess 2023 and the craziness that you've already had four months in japan is definitely a level up moment but what's a small goal for you by the end of the year like, is there something that you kind of just want to check mark off before this year is over? And I get it. We're only four months in, so there's a lot of time left in this year. But I don't know if you're like me. When you hit a certain age, the years fly by. They fly by, dude. Before you know it, it's going to be it's going to be December all over again. And yeah, 2023 yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to be done. So is there a small goal you have in mind for this year that you want to accomplish? Or have you already hit it by, you know, going all overseas and coming to Canada and all that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, I've definitely hit a lot of the goals, you know. Um, you know, I've come to Canada. I've wrestled in America. I wrestled Will Osprey, you know. Like, I've done a bunch of cool things. But yeah, I mean, Japan is definitely the big one for this year. Um, it's just getting out there somehow, some company, get out there for training, wrestling. Um, that's one of my big goals this year. Um, and then another one is um, OTT Wrestling in Ireland. It's one of the big companies I wrestle for in, the, in, um, in Europe. They run shows normally twice a year um, at this massive venue called the, the National Stadium in Dublin. Um, and this is where they do their two biggest shows every year. Um, I've not done one yet. I've, got, I've had the opportunity to do a bunch of shows with OTT. But um, last year I went to see my friend, LJ Cleary, um, wrestle Matt Cardona at the National Stadium um, in October. And I said to myself, I was watching that match, I was like, I'm going to wrestle there next year. So, um, yeah, the, the, uh, to get to wrestle for OTT at the National Stadium, that's another big, uh, big bucket list one for me this year. And I think you're going to hit it, man. Like Thank I said, you. you're on a skyrocket. And the fact that you took time out for my little podcast, you know what? You're now officially a member of the Straight Talk oh, family, my dude. Thank you, brother. Anytime, really we're, anytime we're ever around again, we're definitely going to chop it up. And can you do me one favor? Look at the camera. Give them that latent buzzard intensity and tell them that you just had a kick-ass conversation with me. And they should subscribe to Straight Talk Wrestling. Man, he just had a kick. Uh, I'm going to restart that, okay? Normally, normally I get it right first time. He's just had a killer conversation with El Capitan, the man with a plan, Leighton Buzzard. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. That was awesome. That was off the hook. <laughs> look, look, it's Barney. Have you seen yeah, Barney yeah, before? Yeah, there we go. It's Barney. Yeah, shut up. That's Adam Hayes. He's an idiot. Anyways, anyways, peace, love, and wrestling, guys. Me, Leighton Buzzard. Thank you. I'm going to be his new manager. It's, it's, it's in the cards. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Peace, love, and wrestling, guys. Thank you, my dude. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my league, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm outer space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going state to state